Welcome to Illicit Liaisons, where each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the naughty of romance fiction. I'm Jenna Hart. I'm a romance author and an avid romance reader, and I'm the owner of SwoonworthyAGA.com, an online community for people who love to read and write romance and want to hang out with other people who do the same. Thank you so much for listening in today. I have a couple announcements I want to get to before I get to the main part of the show. And that is over at swoonworthyhea.com. I want to let you know about the giveaway we have for this month, January 2021, and how you can earn points to win this giveaway. Now, this month, I'm giving away a happy planner that has a book club theme to it. And I use my booked theme happy planner as a book journal, although it could be used as a regular planner. I'm also including some additional fun things like a sticker book and some washi tape. And mine also includes the free printables that I give you when you sign up at swoonworthyhea.com. You you will get an email and that includes a printable book journal. And I've included those pages in my happy planner as well. And I've actually done a video which shows kind of how I use the planner as my book journal uh, in case you would like to copy it. If you would like to win this, all you have to do is be a member of Swoonworthy HEA and everything that you do on there just about is going to earn you points from posting to your own feed to making comments on other people's feeds, to joining groups, all sorts of stuff can earn you points. And for the month of January, I actually upped the number of points you can earn if you share your special uh, membership link and other people come to visit the site. And of course, even more points if they decide to become members as well, which is free. So anybody that you know who likes to read romance and talk about romance, uh, you can share your special link with them. And if they come just to visit, you earn points. And then if they join, they earn points. The more points you have, the better chance you have to win. And again, if you'd like to see the video on my book journal setup using this planner, you can just visit swoonworthyhea.com. It is posted over there. The second thing I wanted to mention is several weeks ago, I did a show on starting a book blog for those of you that were interested in that and talked about how I was expanding the blogging opportunities for people at swoonworthyhea.com. And Pretty much it's all set up and for the most part is working. I'm just trying to finish up a little, a few of the technical issues that have come up. Uh, I have been working on the internet since the late 1990s and it never, never, ever goes as smoothly and easily as I want. There's always some sort of technical glitch and of course it takes longer to do the things that I want to do. And in the case of setting up these blog options. It's basically going to be a blog network has taken longer. But when it is set up and ready, you'll be able to start a blog 
that has your own name. There'll be several themes that you'll be able to choose from. There'll be opportunities for you to even monetize your blog if you would like to do that. So if you've been looking at wanting to start a book blog or maybe an author fan blog or you're an author who needs to have a blog or a website, you'll be able to do it through the Swoonworthy HEA network and you'll be able to do it for free. So please stay tuned. I hope I hope, I hope, I hope to have that all cleared up and ready to launch anytime now, hopefully this week. Also, a quick mention of the Swoonworthy HEA Book of the Week, which is You Had Me at Ola. I am really enjoying this book. I'm about five chapters in. It is about an actor and an actress who are doing a TV show here in the United States, but is based on a telenovela. And uh, it has just been a whole lot of fun. I really got a kick out of Jasmine's grandmother who basically believes if you don't have lipstick and earrings on, you you might as well be naked. And so if you like rom-coms, this has been a really fun book. Okay, on to the show. Last month, I did an episode on old school authors, and I did Nora Roberts, and that was a pretty popular show. People really seemed to enjoy that, so I thought I would do another old school show. This time, I thought I would pick Sandra Brown. She is a contemporary of Nora Roberts. They got their start at about the same time, and their writing has evolved similarly as she kind of started in traditional category type romance and now has expanded into pretty much writing romantic suspense. She started writing in 1981 and has over 80 books. Over 70 of them are bestsellers and many of them have been made into movies. Uh, French Silk was made into a movie in the 90s starring Susan Lucci and any of you who used to watch All My Children will know that she played Erica Kane, pretty much for, I don't know, 30, 40 years. I can't remember. But anyway, she was in that movie. Some of the things that I enjoy about Sandra Brown that makes her kind of stand out from some of the contemporaries that she has been writing with is her male protagonists often are extremely rough, raw men who do questionable things. Sometimes they're even on the edge of unlikable. And they do crazy things. They will kidnap people or just a lot of wackadoodle stuff that particularly among her contemporaries would be kind of difficult to get away with. Now, today, with the ability to self-publish, and there's a lot of indie romance authors who push the envelope in all sorts of things. So there's cheating and all sorts of things that in the traditional publishing world, particularly in romance, you really couldn't get away with. And Sandra Brown a lot of times really pushed against those norms. For example, some of her characters, some of the female characters in her books are married um, and are then in fact kind of getting together with this other guy. And of course, cheating is, is generally not something that you would find in a romance because normally you wouldn't like a protagonist who is a cheater. Now again, many of the indie authors get away with that, 
But there's a lot of readers that don't like that. And somehow Sandra Brown is able to do it in a way that you go along with it, that you're okay with it. Another thing that Sandra Brown has that I didn't see a lot of until much more recently was characters with observable challenges. You know, a lot of times characters have issues, but they're all in their head. It's some sort of psychological or emotional issue, uh, some you know, trauma they had that is kind of getting in the way of them functioning in the world or achieving their goals or or being happy in the world. Where Sandra Brown has several characters through her books that have an issue that everybody would see and know about. For example, in the book Envy, Parker had been in an accident that had left him paralyzed. Or Anna in Unspeakable is deaf. For a long time, particularly through the 90s, I I never really saw characters that had issues like that. You know, back in the 80s and even in the early 90s, a lot of times our love interests were always depicted as very beautiful, extremely handsome, very strong, you know, these near-perfect specimens of people. And it's only in, you know, this last decade or maybe two, that you start to see characters that look more like the real world. But Sandra actually had some characters that had, you know, physical issues that weren't uh, something that could be easily hidden, like sometimes you see with other characters whose issues are more kind of in their head, psychological or emotional. Another fun thing that happens in some of her books is that generally you know who your protagonists are, your male and female protagonists. You you know pretty early. You know by the book cover who you're supposed to be rooting for. But there are a few books of hers where you're reading along and all of a sudden you begin to question whether these characters are as good or innocent as you thought they were, and that maybe they actually did the dastardly deed they're accused of, um, or maybe they aren't as good. Maybe, you know, they, they are being deceptive in a way that isn't good. And I find her ability to do that really interesting when you get to a point where all of a sudden you're questioning whether or not this character isn't, isn't really bad or isn't really guilty. So um, I, I find that really fun. The other part of that is she often has unexpected twists and turns. She there's there's often a lot of twists and turns through the book, but there's always one moment where it's just like, holy crap, I did not see that coming. And um, those are always fun. The more you read her books, the more you're expecting those to come. So sometimes when I read them, they don't have the same effect as they had when I initially started reading her. I'm not quite sure if maybe the writing has changed or maybe it's just because I'm always anticipating it that it doesn't surprise me as much anymore. Although there is a book on my list that that I will share with you that is a recent uh, release that did kind of surprise me. But her twists and turns, there's generally at least one in there that is kind of unexpected, that throws everything that you've been thinking for a loop. And, and that's always very fun, I think. So with that said, let me go ahead and share a couple of my favorite books of Sandra Brown's. 
I'm going to start with a book called The Alibi, which came out in 1999 and has had a couple of re-releases. The Alibi is about Hammond, who is a special assistant county solicitor, which I guess is like an assistant district attorney down in South Carolina. And he comes from a prominent family, but he's really more interested in public service than in private practice. And he's actually very ambitious and he can be very aggressive in his career. And he is looking to advance to be the county solicitor, especially since the guy above him is retiring. He is hoping to get that top spot. And he's lucky because there's this high profile case that has come across his desk in which a woman is accused of murder. And if he prosecutes it successfully, he's got a really good chance of getting this promotion. The only problem is, is he spent a weekend with this woman. And in fact, he is her alibi. So he is essentially prosecuting a woman that he's her alibi for. So remember when I talked about how sometimes the male protagonists in Sanders' books are kind of questionable, make you think, like, why am I rooting for this guy? But I really did enjoy this book. And of course, like all her books, there's the things that you know, and slowly things get revealed, and your mind changes about some things, and you're second guessing other things until you finally get to the end. And of course, along with the fact that he is in an ethical dilemma is the fact that he is beginning to fall for this woman that he's supposed to prosecute in the murder. The next book is Fat Tuesday, which came out in 1997 and again has several other re-release dates. I love books that take place in New Orleans. Another author that I really like that has some really fantastic books that take place in Louisiana is Tammy Hogue. Cry Wolf is one of my all-time favorite books. Uh, she has another one, Lucky's Lady. Um, she also has a a book, uh, The Thin Blue Line or The Thin Red Line. Now I can't remember. All those books take place in Louisiana. They're all romantic suspenses and I love them all. So I really love books that take place down there because again, it is the setting of Louisiana is a character in and of itself. And I really enjoy that. Fat Tuesday by Sandra Brown is another one of those. It involves a New Orleans Police Department narcotics officer, Burke Basile, whose partner is killed by bad guy Pinky Duvall. And Burke is not happy when Pinky gets off on this. He He's not going to go to prison for killing this partner. So Burke decides the answer is to kidnap Pinky's wife, Remy, and hide her in his fishing camp in the swamp. But of course, Duvall has lots of people uh, in his orbit to help him hunt down his wife and hunt down Burke, including people within the New Orleans Police Department. And then, of course, things start to go wrong for Burke because he begins to fall for Remy, who's married to this bad guy. 
And now he gets kind of stuck in, you know, should I return her because she'll be in danger if she stays with him? Or should he try and rescue her from him? And there's all sorts of same as before twists and turns and unexpected events. And this sets the backdrop of coming right up into Fat Tuesday and Ash Wednesday. Uh, so again, another really fun book that I very much enjoyed. The next book is French Silk, which came out in 1992. This is the one I mentioned before had been made into a movie starring Susan Lucci. It also takes place in New Orleans. This time, our protagonist is Claire Laurent, who owns a lingerie company that she is very successful. She It's worldwide known for her lingerie, but a televangelist decides to target her, saying that her sleepwear is sinful, then he is murdered. And after that, she becomes the prime suspect. And we've got our district attorney, Robert Cassidy, who is involved in figuring out what's going on and, you know, prosecuting her for this murder. And Claire, there's all sorts of secrets and lies and things that are going on. So she's not being totally upfront about what is going on, which again, we've got all these twists and turns and who's telling the truth and who's not telling the truth and what's going on. And so this was another really fun one. The next book that I want to share is Envy. It came out in 2001. And this is the top book that when I think of Sandra Brown, this is the book that comes to mind. This book was just great. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. The thing that stands out to me is when we have the black moment and something happens, I actually said out loud, oh my God, I did not see that coming. And I remember talking to my sister after reading this book asking her if she'd read it. And she said, yeah. And she says, remember such and such. She's like, oh my God, I did not see that happening. And to this day, we still talk about that scene. That scene really stands out. But it's not the only thing that stands out in this book. It's just an all around, really suspenseful book that the the way the whole thing just sort of evolves and is laid out for us is it's just exciting and fun to read it. Basically, it's about Maris Matherly Reed, who is a fiction editor at her family's publishing company. Now, she is married to a man who's basically a one-hit wonder in the writing world. He hasn't been able to write a second book that is going to live up to this first one. He's kind of smarmy. He does cheat on her. The marriage isn't great. She gets a manuscript from an author who is living on an island in Georgia. He's kind of a recluse. And she is really intrigued by the story that he is telling in this book. But it's only a partial manuscript. And she really wants to get involved with him in terms of helping him get it finished. So she goes down to Georgia to help him work on this. <clears throat> and of course, as as that part is happening, feelings evolve and they 
develop a relationship. And again, remember, she's married. So this is another one of those things where Sandra Brown is able to kind of get away with something that in other romances you might not be able to get away with. Uh, but we know he's he's a terrible husband. And so you're sort of okay with her um, developing feelings for this author. And it happens over time. It's not like they first meet and they get together or anything like that. But along with this story of her helping him get this book finished is the book that he's writing. So this, the book that he's writing is interwoven into the book about Maris and Parker. Now, Parker is paralyzed because of an accident. And as we begin to read his story, we begin to recognize that this is not fiction, but this is a true story. And the way Sandra is able to weave what is going on in, in their real world versus the story that he is writing in fiction is just really fun because things get revealed. And as a reader, you're thinking, oh, wait, this this might mean something. And just the way she is weaving this fictional story of his that's actually true, and you begin to start to recognize that this isn't a fiction, everything that is going on in, in, in his world. I don't want to give away much more because it's just so fun when you begin to realize what this story is and what is going on. And then again, you get to the point where they're in the black moment and he does something and you're like, I did not see that coming. It, it is just so fun. So in total, this book is is one of the best books uh, that I've read. I just really enjoyed how she was able to weave all this together. Highly recommend that one. The final book that I want to share is Out Fox, which actually is a 2019 book. So it's really not that old. But I wanted to pick it because it did have a moment where I was like, wait a minute, I never thought it would be that. So remember, I've read so many books of hers that I am anticipating some sort of crazy plot twist. And sometimes when it happens, it's like, well, okay, yeah, that's interesting. But it doesn't have the oomph, say, that Envy did, because I, I'm expecting it. This one, when it came, I knew it was coming when it came, I was uh, happily surprised because I did not anticipate that that's what it, what it was. So we have in this book an FBI agent, Drex Easton, who is singularly focused on hunting down a, a serial killer. And he finally thinks he's found his serial killer who keeps changing his name and how he looks. And he ends up renting apartment that is behind who he thinks is the serial killer's house. And this man who he thinks is a serial killer is married to a woman who had her own successful business. And of course, as happens in the book, our FBI agent Drex begins to fall for Talia, who is the wife of Graham. But it becomes pretty clear that Graham is kind of on to him. So it becomes something where the two of them are trying to outfox the other in terms of Drex being able to get this guy on murder. And of course, at some point, he has to wonder if maybe the wife 
who he's attracted to since the beginning, but then begins to fall for if maybe she isn't a part of uh, Graham's murderous ways. One of the things that I liked about Drex is that he was sort of a lighter personality from some of Sandra's other characters. So the male characters in most of her other books are these really dark, broody, gruff, grumpy men. And Drex has more of a humor about him, maybe some sarcasm about him that was different. And I enjoyed that he was different. And he also had a couple people in the FBI who were helping him. And so there was a lot more humor in terms of the interactions with these two other FBI agents. And then, of course, there is a supervisor who is causing him all sorts of problems. And part of it is Drex's own fault because he is hyper, hyper, hyper focused. He's like obsessed with catching this killer to the point where he's willing to break some rules, which causes problems. Again, this one, when we come to the end, Drex does, spoiler alert, get the bad guy, but there is kind of a twist that I didn't see coming and was quite unexpected. It did very much surprise me. So as a quick recap, the books that I really enjoyed by Sandra Brown and would recommend if you were reading Sandra Brown. I'm going to start with Envy. If, if you haven't read Sandra Brown, that's kind of the book I would start with just because that book was just so fun. The way she just slowly wove everything together and how things evolved and the way the reader is like, oh, wait, isn't this interesting? Or, oh my gosh. So I would start with Envy. But then the other ones are The Alibi, Fat Tuesday, and French Silk are the ones that take place in New Orleans. And then, of course, Out Fox, which is a much more recent book. Now, if you are a Sandra Brown fan, and maybe there are other books of hers that you enjoy more, I would love to hear about it. Like I said, I've enjoyed many, many of her books. These are just a handful that uh, stuck out to me when I thought, okay, what are some Sandra Brown books I could think about? These were the top five that came to my head, but it doesn't mean that the others aren't good as well. And of course, she has some much older ones that are in the much more traditional romance vein as well. Maybe you like those better. I would love to hear about it. If you've read any of these books and have thoughts about them, maybe you love them too, or maybe not, I would like to hear that as well. Now, the Illicit Liaisons podcast is hosted over at swoonworthyhea.com, so you can just visit there, click on the tab that says Illicit Liaisons, find the episode, and let me know in the comments what you think about this show or any of the shows that we've done. You can find the other shows there as well or through your favorite podcast platform. Before I go, I want to give another shout out to swoonworthyhea.com where you can join for free. You'll get a free book journal. You can come talk about your favorite romance fiction. We've got giveaways every month. I share lots of other great things that romance readers want to know about in terms of free books and lots of other stuff. So please stop by, check it out, and join us in the conversation on romance fiction. You can even start your own group. So if there's not a conversation there that you're interested in, start your own. 
If you are enjoying this podcast, I hope that you will subscribe, maybe even leave us a review. That would be awesome. And until next time, this is Jenna Hart wishing you peace, love, and happily ever after.